0: Determination seems like the best word to describe the collective response of Ukrainians as they fight for their country, for their home, and their freedom. They're putting on a show of determination that astounds the rest of the world, who watch from afar. Hello, I'm Dale Doherty, and welcome to Make Cast. One month ago, I spoke with Yuri and Svitlana Vlasyuk, who live in Kiev. That was the day Russia invaded Ukraine.
1: The situation is tough. Uh, You probably uh, see the news. So we are not okay. We are not calm. We're thinking about leaving Kiev at the moment. Probably we should move to closer to Poland later. So we still monitor the news. So it's not calm at all.
0: I got to know Yuri and Svetlana because they were co-producers of 15 maker fairs in five cities in Ukraine. Dating back to 2015.
2: Personally, um, I understand that there will be a next step after invasion in 214. So, the idea was to show communities another way to gather, to communicate, to talk to each other. To learn from each other to make projects together. This idea laid to our situation in 2015, 2016 perfectly, because we show to communities this format you gave us. And this was a kind of uh, celebration of in, in communities in all five cities. So now these people communicate each other helps our army helps to recover communities so idea of uh, building community and of producing a fair was to spread uh, the trust inside the communities
1: and the ukrainians are very Mm, interested in new fresh movements especially uh, we are a technical nation a lot of technical universities so a lot of people uh, have really strong math some physics so there is uh, uh, here you can meet this tradition and a lot of factories mm-hmm. they unfortunately yes they they were lost during soviet time but People, they still have this knowledge, uh, how to fabricate, how to do something. And we were about to lose it. And so that's what we were looking for in Maker fair in makers' movements. Why we were so inspired when we first met, saw so the Make magazine. And after we saw the event and it was like, wow, it's just what we need.
0: I asked them what they expected to be doing during the war.
2: Keep calm, help army, help Mm -hmm. army. Give me a drone or help me fix something. Uh, We need a fuel, please help. Or we we hear a lot of resistance and we're happy we are in such a huge community. And a lot of people stays here, don't move abroad or to other country. And we clearly understand that with all the help from Canada, from US, from UK, we have to fight by ourselves. We understand yeah. that there's no one who will fight for our country. So uh, I am happy to talk to people who have such a, a huge network of people who will resist, and now they are.
0: The week after I talked to them, I learned that Svetlana and the rest of the family had managed to leave the country. Yuri remained behind, but because Kyiv was being bombarded, He was sleeping on a mat on the floor in the hallway, away from any windows. This is weird and scary, he wrote, but less and less from day to day. And our determination is rising. We will fight for home. Two weeks after talking to him, Yuri wrote that the makers who had left or relocated had returned. I'm in contact with those who came back to their shops, he said, and started production and repairs. Makers in Kharkiv are buying sheets of plastic and helping people to close windows and doors after Russian shelling. One month after we talked, one month into this war, I talked again with Yuri and I asked about Svetlana and his family.
3: That evening we leave Kyiv, the capital of Ukraine. We leave uh, towards Lviv and now Svetlana in Germany with kids. Uh, She's safe now.
0: But she's doing okay.
3: Yes, she is almost totally fine, yeah, yeah. thanks to our friend in Germany. Yeah.
0: It must be difficult to be apart, though.
3: I, I don't ever feel something like this before. Yeah. Today, it's it kind of month of war, first mo- full month of war, and uh, now we are uh, in closer contact with all the community. So. Uh, a lot of people ask me what to do, how to help. Just a huge amount of requests. Uh, I have a lot of contact in 3D printing community because I, I produced this RepRap festival, and a lot of people want to help. They have own machines, so they have some filament uh, or materials, and they don't know uh, who can they help how to help and who to help so i decided to gather them uh, i produced a a webinar two hours ago Uh, there was 48 people of all over over the country there was two of five local 3d printing filament manufacturers they all are struggling now. One of them lost his manufacturing facilities because Russians captured the city Uh, he had uh, manufacturing facilities in. And the second one also could not produce as much as uh, he used to before the war because of uh, lack of people, lack of uh, supply.
0: Yuri had written that manufacturing employees, many of whom are elderly, could not get to work because of the bombing.
3: So we announced these future difficulties that we will have, and this is the signal for people who are trying to produce something, the signal to make some stock or to try to import, for example, from Poland or from other European countries, uh, supplies. And also, there is never about 3D printing only, there was a lot of questions about drone repairing and about uh, microcontrollers. And so this community is kind of uh, broader and wider than, than 3D printing only. Of course it's logical because yes. they're not just print, they're trying to produce some products. We also talk about big machines or poorly jet, fuel um, pocket machines that some of community members have. Uh, on their manufacturing facilities. And they also offer help to, if someone wants to produce uh, quickly what they needed. So uh, there's a kind of support support chain or support community. We talked about this before, Dale, that these people who attend or take part in, in a fair or take part as attendees, the, the, the most of them, they are people who care, who want to help to, to negotiate, to, to make this chain work. So I'm happy I know all these people.
0: Huge, so, huge relief. What are some of the things that are being made in response to the war? Or What are the needs? It's no, it, it not uh, what uh,
3: people from worldwide community will like, but the most helpful things community made for Army.
0: Mm-hmm. He mentioned that helping the Army was the best thing they could do by repairing and upgrading equipment.
3: For example, uh, there is a team who buy cheap night vision devices and using uh, a Raspberry Pi Zero make them more capable products. Mm-hmm. Teams work on flight stabilizers for mines that, that are dropping from drones. So I I know a lot of people in community didn't like this this kind of activities, but this is the things we need right now. And this small batch manufacturing working just perfect. So few more teams working on disassembling all the electric car battery cells, testing Mm -hmm. them and produce from them a kind of power banks for civilians for territorial defense and for the front line when soldiers need uh, power any kind of power yeah. i don't know how they go but makers from lithuania from vilnius will ship us more these cells from the electric cars in good condition so i am i am excited about this and uh, we met with with uh, part of that vilnius Lithuania team at one of our makers uh, in Odessa
0: city. What is life like for you day to day? Do you feel under threat?
3: Yeah, yeah. It's reminders we have uh, more than, I think more than 20 times a day, we have reminders that we yeah. under threat. Especially when I go outside, I'm trying to restore my business. I have orders and trying to deliver them. And, uh, I heard in city and over the city, a lot of artillery and anti-missile systems, even if you have two hours, quiet hours, for example, and this is a kind of relaxation. And then you, I get these reminders. So, b- but after one month, I just very thankful to universe that we have less reminders than other Ukrainian city as Kharkiv, for example, or Mariupol, it's just something terrible happened there. I know people from Kharkiv, a lot of makers, I have information from them. I know some people from Mariupol, uh, the city council, before the war city council invited us twice to make mini maker fair in Mariupol city. I, I didn't have resources that time to produce this uh, Maker in Mariupol, but was invited to. Yeah. Now I, I am in, I, I'm also trying to remind comparison. If I feel not safe in, in Kyiv, I am trying to imagine how it in Kharkiv city, for example. And I'm just, again, I'm thankful for the universe, for our armed forces that we are in this almost safe conditions now this is also a reminder uh, for me to to do something i can do for community uh, to fix something to connect people that can help this is also a kind of all day reminder for me
0: are you hopeful that ukraine will get through this oh sure yeah yeah in first days
3: there was some some scare some disappointment and my personal shock also because my kids and family was too close to to this to the beginning of the war now after they are in in safe environment and safe and very helpful environment now i can feel just more productive or more focused back to your question yeah (laughs) i feel that we can stand dale my my day starts from the news uh, from exact sources i know from people i know personally and i live in this context i know i understand that the whole world lives in different contexts because it's not so close as to us as i know from news your country and a few other countries and, and more and more countries each day are uh, uh, h- helping more to Ukraine to stand or to go through this. So yeah. this is why I'm hopeful, Dale.
0: Are you able to get food and water and basic necessities?
3: Yes, they are all basic necessities in my district. And right. I also drive to other districts uh, in the city and uh, sometimes i'm in distant districts there there is a line to the grocery stores lines to the streets but basic needs we can cover almost all around the city i know the uh, other cities and small suburbs some of them they are struggling and they are uh, under control of uh, Russian troops or there is fighting there right now. So they have real problems. Yeah. And as for me and for Kyiv, we're good, I think, yeah. in in these all conditions, we, we're good now.
0: But certainly other parts of the country are getting hit uh, a lot worse. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah.
3: And we also have a, a, a maker friends in in two more cities, it's Sumy. This is the uh, Ukrainian region that have a border with Russia and a city called Sumy. I, I know makers from this city and they also 3D printing parts for the armed forces. And they ask today. They ask for help. They need more filament from us. So I'm going to send them some some uh, I have now in stock. Yeah. And also Cher- Chernihiv. This is a very very old Ukrainian city. They are also struggling, and and uh, we also uh, sending help and and a lot of other supplies also.
0: Yeah. Um, just curious. Have you heard from any Russian makers? From. Russian friends, yes, yeah. I heard because I used to
3: live in Russia some, some time and I have some classmates, they send me a few messages and I, I, I ask them not to send me more because they're in danger with this mess, this kind of mess, but not from Russian makers. From 2014, personally, I try, try to distance from Russian uh, communities because I know the kind of temperature in that communities. Mm-hmm. And I I know from that time, I didn't change their mind or I, I can't be a kind of friend or part of their maker community. I know it from, from that time. I'm trying to focus to developing community here in Ukraine for good and not to connect to Russian makers, for now, on the other side
0: uh, of your border, any connections with makers in Hungary or Poland?
3: Yeah, yeah, of course. Makerspace Makerspace in Hungary we met when we traveled uh, a few years ago. They offer help. They offer their kit. They develop educational kits for makers, and they offer us to make translation and use it for the temporary disposed persons. I don't, I don't like this refugee, right. uh, refugee war. So, yeah, yeah refugees, they are. A lot of makers in Poland offers help sending filaments and sending parts uh, uh, right now. They also help to find medicine or uh, pills yeah. we, we didn't have in stock now uh, and they help a lot. Can things get shipped to you? Yes. We have a logistical company and the shipping was a kind of I am sending something today in the evening, and next morning people get that. Now it takes three days to get something from Kyiv suburb to Kyiv uh, city. Yeah. But there is a lot of lot of cars, a lot of volunteering supplies back and forth. And if we need something mm-hmm. badly or something urgent, we can fix it because we have a, a huge network.
0: One of the things that really strikes me is that in this kind of time, it really matters that people cooperate with each other and work together. That is a tool in itself, right? When people yes. can yeah. talk, communicate, help each other, regardless of their expertise or background.
3: Once again, I'm happy that I dive in this makers community movement because this, is, this was exactly a tool not only events by themselves, but event uh, preparation, this small meetups, or even posts uh, in on Facebook pages about projects all over Ukraine, projects from other countries, but not for the money kind of project. And and this was a marker for people who mag- was magnetic to the community, and now they just
0: doing the best Is there anything i haven't touched on that you want to say we have a hacker space here called hack lab yeah. uh they are eight years
3: or nine years old before the war they produced events to to get funding for the hacker space mm-hmm. so be, uh, i know these people uh, close enough and I asked them every time, what is your most popular activity in hackerspace? You're hackers, so, so what is the most popular? So the most popular was welding classes. After announcing of welding class, there was up to 40 minutes to fulfill all 10 or 12 seats. Just for 40 minutes, That's every time minutes. it was. <laughs> and this is well, this was the most, uh, the most popular uh, class in hackerspace. You know?
0: Yuri had sent me a picture from Hack Lab where they had welded a road obstacle that would puncture the tires of any vehicle crossing over it. He shared a set of inspiring photos of volunteers in workshops in Kiev welding, making road obstacles to slow down tanks and other vehicles. Dmitry Kovalenko took these photos. He's a video producer and photographer helping international journalists cover the war in Ukraine. We will feature one of these photos in the next issue of Make Magazine. If you'd like to help out with a donation, go to makerhub.org support. Yuri tells me that they can't work with PayPal, Stripe, or other payment processors, so you have to wire money to the bank. And the instructions are on the page, and I can confirm that they work. Let us know what you need, okay? Okay, thank you. Good luck. MakeCast is brought to you by the members of Make Community, who support makers in their community and around the world. To learn more about membership, visit make.co.